have a bit of a strategy, a bit of a plan, but also be paying attention and in the moment so that you notice the opportunities, right? And uh, potentially divert a little bit, but that still sort of have a trajectory that makes sense for you. Right? So that long-term vision, but not necessarily knowing each step yeah, along the way. Right, exactly. Do you think that would close you off from opportunities? For sure, absolutely. Hey there, I'm so happy that you are here. Welcome to the Power of Why podcast. You are about to watch an interview with an unconventional woman in business. These are women that inspire me every single day by doing the work that they love, living out their why. So make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel for updates when new videos come out. And make sure to follow, connect with me on, on social so that you can be a part of the journey. See you later. Hi everyone, welcome to episode eight, part one of the Power of Why podcast. My name is Naomi Hiley, and today I am joined by the amazing Carolyn Hanna. Thank you for being here. Such a privilege to be with you and having this conversation. Thank you for inviting me. So Carolyn Hanna is a relationship manager, and she really focuses and engages with um, deepening the relationship between employers and and the student body here at here at the university that I studied at. Carolyn has had a huge impact on my life, especially during my time here um, at school. And I know many other students share my sentiment when I say that, so thank you for being here. Wow, thank you. Um, and before we get started, um, I wanted to share a quote that Carolyn um, mentioned when she was featured in the Ottawa Business Journal. She said, um, as a student, the opportunity to have experience with the business community is a very key part of a life at Telfer. And I think that really showcases her love for coaching, her love for um, supporting people in their career journey. In part one, we'll be discussing career strategy, networking, you know, what to think about before you enter the workforce. Um, so can you talk a little bit about who you are and what your career trajectory has looked like the past few years? Okay, I'm happy to do that. Um, I've always been a part, you know, you talked about community. I've always been a part of the business community career. Um, I started out with a degree in psychology and, uh, and labor studies and uh, worked for DuPont for several years, so a big chemical company, in different roles. Initially thought I wanted to get into human resources and, uh, and learned very quickly that the relationship management piece was going to be more frequent mm. if I was face-to-face -face building with clients. Right. So that's when I shifted towards more corporate relationship management and did that for a few different companies. And uh, my transition from DuPont to the next company, which was Lilly Industries at the time, um, was one that I made through a relationship that I built with the client. So again there, even the relationship management was sort of securing my next position because I built a strong relationship with that client. And at one point they had a conversation with me about, you know, had you ever considered you know, making a change? And, and that's how that next position started. So relationship management is kind of at my core, mm -hmm. right? In terms of uh, um, recognizing the value of it, the importance of it, and wanting to share that with, with others so that they can be successful, so they can be successful too. Um, Whether that's students or you know your or clients, professionals, or clients, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that's you know so in a nutshell, that's kind of how it all started, and then uh, and then from there. Um, also got involved with um, organizational effectiveness in different companies, uh, did some career coaching, uh, always loved being sought after for advice before I was an official coach. Yeah. So always enjoyed those roles through, through the different uh, roles that I had. Um, 
and then from a career coaching perspective, more specifically got into it when I was looking for career advice of my own. So I was transitioning between two opportunities and, and decided that I needed a bit of career advice. So I went to seek a career advice, which I recommend highly to anyone who is looking for a transition of some sort, get the advice. Um, and then discovered that through getting this advice, thinking, oh, I could do this, I could career coach. And uh, that's how I sort of continue to pursue that, that uh, passion. And, uh, and then uh, really enjoyed doing that. It's, it's been a part of my life ever since, and that goes back 20 years. So that component is certainly key. And, and the business relationship building piece, the corporate relationship management is something I've always done too. Yeah. So combining this, when this opportunity came up at Telford, where I, where I am now, um, of using both my career coaching background and experience and my relationship, corporate relationship management background, and you know, doing it on behalf of the next generation and bringing corporations and community together with students, that, that was like my ideal job. It was, perfect. it was the perfect fit. It combined fit. a lot of what you were looking for, right? It, it really did. Yeah. And I didn't think twice when I when I saw it. I applied very late on a Friday afternoon, and uh, um, and I haven't looked back. So during so you mentioned that you saw a pattern, you know, in the different roles that you had. Yep. Um, and although they were very different, you loved the coaching aspect of it, and you were obviously very like that. You played to your strengths. Did you? Like, how intentional were you when you were moving around? And oh. did you, because um, oftentimes, like, I mean, for me, I've been out of school for about a year now. And, um, you know, when talking to people who've had, you know, such amazing careers, um, a lot of it just sort of happens. It happens naturally. And you just sort of follow your curiosity, right? Um, so how intentional were you in seeking out what you loved versus, you know, other people noticing it in you? Right. And suggesting you for those types of moves. Right. I think it was probably a combination of both. I, I, one of the things that I definitely wanted to achieve was management experience early in my career. And where I was, I wasn't going to be able to move up fast enough because there, weren't, there wasn't any movement in the upper management level. So that's what caused me to make my first move. It was strategic, deliberate, kind of, you know. Um, of course, I had to be asked. That was that one I was telling you about. But yeah. they noticed me. So, so that's why I say it's a combination. The opportunity came up, um, but I kind of knew I wanted to get that additional experience and that opportunity was able to give me that, right? So I think it has to be a bit of both. You have to be able to have a bit of a strategy, a bit of a plan, but also be paying attention in, in the moment so that you notice the opportunities, right? And uh, potentially divert a little bit, but to still sort of have a trajectory that makes sense for you. So that long-term vision, but not necessarily knowing each step along yeah, the way. Right. Exactly. Do you think that would close you off from opportunities? For sure, absolutely. Because you know, other opportunities I've had after that were through connections, through friends, things I hadn't even considered. Um, and one of them was working with Dale Carnegie, Dale Carnegie Corporation, Dale Carnegie Training, which complemented my career coaching passion. And had I, you know, not listened to this friend who had this career and. I wouldn't have realized what a great fit it was for my coaching, my love for coaching. Right. So, um, you know, so that's another example of, you know, being open and seeing what's out there mm -hmm. and taking the opportunity that's still sort of aligned with what you love. I think you kind of know yourself. Yeah, self-awareness. Self-awareness, and it's not always an easy thing. There are times in my life where I 
where I knew myself better than others. Yeah. You know, because it fluctuates. I don't think it's necessarily you know yourself forever. Because you change. We change. Okay. Right? That's true. Um, so I think it's always coming back to grounding yourself and, and figuring out, you know, is this truly, and asking yourself those tough questions, am I truly going to love this? Or is this truly, you know, part of what I'm, I'm all about? It's tough because there's, um, okay, I'll share a little bit about some of the struggles that I've been facing just in terms of career exploration. And part of it is, you know, feeling that pressure from different, you know, people in my life and sometimes ignoring that voice inside of me that is telling you, you know, you're really strong in this area. But, you know, trying to appease everyone and I think not listening to your own voice only hurts you in the end. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah. So what are some questions that, you know, young people can ask themselves when they're either in university, just about to graduate, or, um, you know, early on in their career journey? What, what types of questions would you suggest that we ask ourselves to help us better with the self-awareness you know when time disappears for you? Meaning, maybe you're, uh, maybe it's painting, maybe it's, uh, when, when time passes and you, you don't notice time passing, is what I'm trying to say. I think that's a real key thing to start noticing early so that you know how something makes you feel, right? Um, and also, how you feel after you've done something you've successfully closed a deal if you're a salesperson after you successfully closed a deal you feel a high from that right or after you've you know made a new connection and for me it's making a new connection if I can't connect with the person like if you and I can't connect on some level that's deeper than how's the weather yeah I have difficulty with that I want to go deeper I want to have I want to get to know you and what's what you're all about um, and so, hence relationship management, right? Because that's a huge part of relationship management, building relationships and having that curiosity and, uh, and wanting to have that, that connection. So I'm not sure if that answers the question, yeah. but you know, it's, it's noticing, noticing. You know, notice what you love. Like if you're hanging out with your friends, if you're doing something uh, outside of work and you're really, you know, you just, you know, you just spent five hours and you can't, you're in your zone. You're in your zone. You're yeah. in, that's a good way to that's a good way to phrase it. Yes. You're in your zone. Yeah, I mean and a lot of that happens, you know, when we're present, but also when we're trying out different things. Because maybe, you know, you just haven't experienced that yet because you haven't um, you know, put yourself out of your comfort zone or tried out different things where you can sort of fall into, you know, your passion. So very cool. Um, and you, you said comfort zone. Yeah. I mean we talked we were talking informally earlier about that what we're comfortable and not comfortable with and and challenging your comfort zone is also something that advise people to do pretty early in terms of doing something and, and recognizing what you go through when you're actually out of your comfort zone or where you're about to be, right? Like what feelings do you have and, and push through them anyway, right? So that kind of stuff. Yeah, and that's how you know you're growing, honestly. So on the topic of challenges and okay. overcoming challenges, okay. For example, you shared some of the things that you start feeling whenever you know <laughs> you're doing something that you know you're not necessarily comfortable with, but you know that it's good for you. 
yes. and that it will be worth yes. it once you're um, once you've overcome it. So, can you speak to the importance of doing that early on in your career and like while you're young? Oh my goodness, that's it's, it's back to that self awareness piece that you were talking about. I think, um, you know, for me, for instance, when I'm about to do something that's outside of the ordinary, outside of my comfort zone, like videotaping, like yeah. this, yeah. <laughs> I spend the, the 24 hours before trying to find reasons not to do it, yeah. trying to find excuses not to do it. Um, and so that I know is my pattern now, right? So I figured out that pattern over time. That's what I do and that's what I have to, and it's, it still comes up even though I'm aware of it. Yeah. Um, but, but it's much easier now that I know that it's there, I can sort of go, okay, now I'm gonna shut that down yeah. because it's, it's not real. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to, I really wanna do this. It's a step in the right direction. So it's whatever it is that, that you really want. If it's in line, it's like push through the fear if it's in line with your goals. Push right. through the comfort zone, butterflies, whatever you want to call that, um, if it's in line with where you want to go. And what you're trying to achieve. What you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Or do it do it anyway, right? Just say yes. Saying yes to things. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, like even I walked into Carolyn's office and um, the first thing I said was, hi, Carolyn. I'm very nervous to be doing this interview right now. Um, and and I was shocked. Yeah, like, what are you shocked. Are nervous? Before, the way I would react to that is I would talk myself out of doing it. Okay. But now, you know, I just filmed a video before this talking about even though you have those butterflies, just like what you were saying, um, you've seen the good that comes out of. Yes you know, what doing something that scared you before. Yes. And, you know, all the positive things, whether that's making a new connection or, um, you know, making a speech and having it really resonate with people. So there's so much good that comes from what you may feel like in that moment. What would you say is the best career advice that you received? You know, it's that's funny. We've, we've talked about this before and I thought of numerous things. And the one that keeps coming back to me now, uh, a little different than what you and I have talked about earlier, um, is uh, not burning your bridges, um, and it's it's and, and I've seen it come back to me a little differently recently in a different phrase, and that is, people will not remember you; they'll remember how you made them feel, mm, yeah, right? Yeah. I don't remember where it was. It was some video clip of some sort, and again, because of the lack of relationship management piece that I that I'm involved in, I mean, I've you know, I've seen that over and over again. You know, we all get it. We all get uh, tired or impatient or whatever and sometimes we're a little shorter than we want to be with a teammate or you know it's not our best self mm -hmm. coming out yeah and whenever I've come into those situations under stress I it's taken a long time to rebuild that relationship and you know it right because you were maybe a little short a little more direct than you should be or whatever and it's not about not speaking your truth but it's just that edge when you're angry that might might come out in a different way, right. and so it just reinforces the you know don't bring bridges no matter what you know stay patient yeah. be patient yeah. no matter what and try to try and, and if not then obviously you can you're gonna apologize connect you know find a way to fix that very quickly because it's all part of uh, how you make people feel. So that's probably the best advice I would give because we're, we're working with people and teams all the time, right? I mean, you know it from your classmates, your, your projects, 
Did you experience some of that when you're with, like, because as a student, mm -hmm. you must find situations where the team dynamic doesn't work quite right. Yeah. And, yeah. and have you experienced that too, where you sort of, the relationship can be impacted by that? Yeah, especially at, huge kudos to Telfer. I mean, like, when you're in your third and fourth year of, you know, business school, every class we had at least one group project. And so you get to meet a wide variety of people with, very different experiences and, and they come from different walks of life, right? So I think the patience piece, very important, but also you never know what, where you will meet this person oh my in the future. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And okay, so my final question is um, with that in mind, okay. and I feel like you have a relationship building lens to you, I think in every situation that you find yourself in, okay. um, how has that really, really been a strength? And how should people, because sometimes people struggle building professional relationships, oh, yeah. right? Whether it's the networking piece, and I, I don't like that word, I okay. tend to see it as a relationship building piece. So how can people change their perspective on this when they first meet people? Hmm. I think Bringing out your natural curiosity is probably the best way to connect. Because if you're genuinely curious, your questions are going to come from a different place. Like you right now, you know, this conversation is natural and you're curious about the next thing based on what I've said before. It's that whole curiosity piece that makes the relationship easier to have and uh, more natural, more organic. I think that's, that's probably the key. That be genuine, be genuine in the moment, be with the person and know nothing else and no one else matters other than the person that you're talking to. Um, you know, I think that's a, that's, a, that's a key piece. And then, you know, when it comes to, I know we don't like the word networking always because it's a, it's a very heavily used word, right? And what does it mean exactly? And I think it's, if you can focus more on quality versus quantity, yeah. you know, things like that. A lot of great networking coaches talk about that. Um, what does that mean exactly? So, so, so for instance, if you're going into some sort of an event, an event where you're going to build relationships or your objective is to build relationships and get to know that community or that audience, focus on the quality of the connections you're yeah. making versus the numbers, okay. right, how many business cards here. But that's fairly basic information. I think a lot of people that are, that are uh, doing things kind of, kind of know that. But, but it's important, I think. And, and then allocate time to the ones that are important to you yeah. or the ones that you connect with because at the end of the day are you do you connect and feel connected with everyone that you meet or probably not right there's some people you gravitate more towards than others so why not um, focus on those and then those gems of relationships become sort of business professional friends yeah. and then you're helping each other out going through your career, you know, and those those are the, the valuable relationships. Thank you. Yeah. I definitely learned a lot from this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for sitting down with us. Um, that was part part one of episode eight. Uh, stay tuned for the next piece. We'll be talking mo more about mentorship and from the perspective of, you know, building relationships as well. Stay tuned. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Power of Why podcast. It is such a pleasure to bring forward women who are absolutely killing it in their industry. 
if anything resonated with you in this episode, make sure to put it in the comments or even reach out to me directly. So if you know any women or if you are a woman who um, is doing incredible things in your community, send me a message, I'd love to chat.